welcome to the weekly podcast. It's so good to have you here. Today, I initially will be talking about the new COVID variant and for those who wait impatiently for our science news, the time has come. Right, but Maria, you're missing something out. We have something exciting coming up, something humans have never done before. But without any further ado, let's dig in. So, let's start with the new COVID variant, Omicron. So far, the World Health Organization said it has been detected in 57 different countries. However, thank God, no death has been reported yet. Fine. Can you elaborate on how this new variant is worse than the older coronavirus? Sure. Firstly, let's look at the biology behind it. The spike protein is a part of the virus which bonds to the human cells and infects it. And sadly enough, the spikes got worse in the Omicron variant. If it were to mutate even further until the point when the virus cannot be recognized by our immune system as a foreign body, we would be in a big trouble. Which also gives a uh, burst to many concerns regarding the protection and how effective vaccine is. However, scientists believe that the possibility of an effectual vaccine is quite low. I mean, although it can't be argued because the data is still needed for them to make reasonable assumptions. And pretty much for the same reason, it's hard to give anything concrete right now. Shouldn't some countries implement policies to prevent potential devastation as we saw with the Delta variant? Oh yes, absolutely. For example, Germany is planning to allow unvaccinated people to only go to essential shops and services as well as it is considering to introduce mandatory vaccination for its residents. However, it could be easily swapped by the new leadership of Team Scolds, who came to power this Tuesday. On the other hand, Austria had already announced compulsory shots for its residents starting on the February the 1st. But Germany and Austria are high-income countries with really good economies, which could allow the transaction to happen. But what about African countries? Well, it is believed that this new COVID variant poses an issue of vaccine inequality with around 65% of people in high-income countries having had at least one dose of vaccine against coronavirus. While for low-income countries, the numbers are pretty low, just over 7%. Taking this further, a number of local businesses, as well as transnational corporations, and domestic economies are also affected. For example, um, the there are further restrictions on the tourism and visitors to South Africa, which is happening right now due to the Omicron there, affects the economy. Uh, if you want to see some figures, in 2019, tourism industry con- contributed uh, 6.9% of the Africa's GDP across domestic product, while it dropped dram- dramatically to 37 in 2010 due to the coronavirus pandemic. And honestly, I can't even imagine how much of a decrease will people see as this new variant is approaching us. Yes, it is very sad indeed. And let's hope this pandemic is over as soon as possible. But now I have some breathtaking news that will cheer you up. Ready? Sure. What is it about? Well, on 23rd November this year, 
Albert Einstein's notes, the original ones, got sold for around 11.7 million euros or 13.17 million dollars. It was sold in an auction house named Christie's, which is in Paris. People at the auction estimated the notes to be worth around 2 to 3 million euros, but the results were far higher than estimated. The notes that got sold were a bunch of around 54 pages of paper, around half of it was in Einstein's handwriting. It was a manuscript written by Albert Einstein between 1913 and 1914 with the help of his close friend named Mitchell Besso, who was also a physicist. In these notes, there were some instances where he made mistakes which revealed his thought processes that led up to the infamous theory of relativity, the theory that is the base idea of understanding black holes, quasars and many other things that revolve around modern astronomy. And it has also laid the groundwork in modern technologies like GPS navigation. Another thing that makes these notes so special is the rarity of these. People say that notes of Einstein before 1919 are extremely rare. Honestly, how would you feel having a note sold for that much money? If my notes were sold by that price, I would have been a trillionaire by now. Oh, by the way, talking about astronomy, we have some breaking news about the owner of SpaceX, Elon Musk, and especially about his problems with the release date of Tesla's new cars. So, on Wednesday, he posted on Twitter, quote, 2021 has been the year of crazy supply chain shortages. So, it wouldn't matter if we had 17 new products as none would ship. As you can deduce by that phrase, he announced that Tesla has delayed its Cybertruck in semi to 2022. Other cars that were planned to be in the market by 2021 or this year has been also delayed due to supply issues that were created by the pandemic. But how true is it? So basically, the Cybertruck is a type of private car which somehow resembles the Lego car we all used to build. It attracted more than 500,000 people, according to Musk. And Tesla said in 2019 that the pricing will start at the close to 40,000 US dollars. While the same vehicle is a class A truck. Wait a second. What in the world is a class A truck? Well, it has a mass of 15,000 kilograms and it is the second largest truck you could possibly wish to have. So yeah, it is pretty ginormous. And this truck is still in the vehicle development since it was first announced in 2017. Tesla initially decided to launch it in 2019, but has postponed the date multiple times. And if you're wondering who want to buy this kind of car, some big companies, so for example, Pepsi or Walmart and others have been placed with reservation for the semi, which Tesla expects will cost at around, can you guess the number? 180,000 US dollars. Well, speaking of Musk, what does he remind you of when we talk about him? Advancement in technologies, right? And also the high-tech industry? Well, we have an epic news about technology. Humans have developed and launched to test a spacecraft that will deflect an asteroid. It is the first ever time humans are planning to move a space rock. 
NASA has launched the spacecraft on 23rd of November this year. Coincidentally, on the same day, Einstein's notes were sold. I can see a link here, can't you? Anyways, the spacecraft will smash into an asteroid, but for a good cause of course. It will change the orbit of the asteroid that it will crash into. The name of the poor asteroid is Dimorphos. It is 160 meters wide and the asteroid itself is not a threat to Earth. The asteroid revolves around another asteroid which is five times bigger than Dimorphos and it is named Didymos. Dimorphos is a test dummy for testing our new technology to deflect asteroids' paths. This technology can be used in the future to deflect a truly dangerous asteroid. This is the first time humans are actually doing something to ensure safety from space. Just a reality check of how much we have advanced as a civilization. The name of the spacecraft is Double Asteroid Redirection Test or DART for short. The spacecraft DART is said to change the orbit of Dimorphos in next September slash early October next year. It will hit the asteroid at a speed of 6.6 kilometers per second. The impact would shrink Dimorphos's orbit around Didymos and the revolution time of Dimorphos would decrease by 73 seconds than before. The glorious moment where Dart hits the asteroid will be captured by an Italian probe named Lycia Cube. Honestly, this is really good since humans are finally looking up and doing something to protect us from space. <laughs> well, maybe. Doomsday will remain as a story because you might become invincible even from cosmic objects because of the science. True. Maybe one day. But might I add that there is still a lot for this technology to develop. If we continue using the current technology of crashing real spacecrafts into asteroids to prevent them from hitting Earth, it might not be financially feasible as making and launching a spacecraft is very costly. What about an asteroid that is really massive? Simply a small spacecraft might not be able to deflect it hugely. There might be an urgent need for deflection because maybe an asteroid suddenly appeared. This happens a lot in space. We could never tell exactly and that's why we need to make this technology cheaper and a lot more advanced. Oh, maybe. We can use lasers in the future to deflect dangerous space rocks. I'm pretty sure scientists will figure out a way to improve this technology. Yeah, speaking of the future, let's talk about some awesome space news that is going to happen in the near future. Did you know that China is planning to build a spaceship which is going to be about one kilometer long? They are investigating how to make it currently. If they make it, it will be like a major strategic aerospace equipment for the future use of space resources, exploration of the mysteries of the universe, and long-term living in orbit. The main thing that the scientists are researching is the lightweight design methods that decreases the amount of constructing material for the new spaceship that will be lofted into space, hence reducing fuel and launching costs. They are also researching on technologies to safely assemble such massive structures in space. The research itself will cost up to $2.3 million and would run for five years. 
A former NASA chief technologist suggests that it is scientifically possible to make a spaceship this big, but it is extremely challenging in terms of the engineering aspect of it. But what is the biggest structure that is currently floating in the space? Till now, the biggest man-made structure in space is the ISS, or the International Space Station, and it cost roughly $100 billion to make, and it is only 110 meters at its largest side. This means to make something 10 times bigger than ISS, it would cost a lot more, maybe a trillion dollars. Among one of the technologies to make the spaceship, one suggested that to source raw materials from the moon, which has low gravity compared with Earth, meaning that launching materials from its surface into space would be much easier. But if China is able to get such a spaceship in the sky, they could install telescopes and observatories in that spaceship that could potentially see features on the surface of planets and other solar systems. Scientists say it could be revolutionary for understanding extrasolar planets and the universe. Well, 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 there were a whole bunch of decent ideas, weren't there? Let's return to the ground and talk more of issues hunting us every day. As the technology progresses and integrates even more in our lives, hiking is becoming a pretty frequent action. As such, it's not surprising that Apple, uh, Sears firm, NSO Group over the spy war. The NSO Group is an Israeli technology firm that was founded in 2010 and which is primarily known for its Pegasus spyware. Even though I did computer science for at least two years, doesn't mean I know what Pegasus spyware is. Well, this is a spyware which can pretty easily enter a smartphone and gain access to absolutely everything on it, even including your camera and microphone. Oh boy, I don't know about you, but I feel rather uncomfortable by the thought of someone looking through my data. Yeah, me neither. This spy war was primarily developed in order to track terrorists and criminals, but we can pretty much see some malicious use of it. Uh, it, was, it has been accused of several incidents in attacks against human rights activists and journalists in some countries. This raised a whole new concept of cybersecurity for the world and issues of freedom of speech. But let's go back to Apple. Its lawsuits accused the company of using Pegasus spyware in order to hack and collect personal information allowing human rights abuses of some of Apple's users. So if you want to buy a new Apple phone, wait a bit. Moreover, the investigation that was carried out earlier this year by international media suggests the use of Pegasus by security forces in uh, totalitarian governments against journalists and activists in several countries. But did any country respond to this potential threat? Oh yes, absolutely. Uh, one month ago, in early November, the Biden administration has imposed sanctions against this company. The U.S. Department of Commerce said NSO Group was added to U.S. Uh, entity list of the companies which are considered to be involved in the activities contrary to U.S. legislations regarding uh, foreign policy and national security. Okay, that's it for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Next week, Eduardo and Clement will talk about Champions League results and more about football. 
So to all those football lovers, stay tuned for next week. Welcome to the weekends.